Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. As you may have guessed, my name is still AJ Cairns, who is your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. That's right, this week is no different. Really excited this week on the show, we have Drew Millward. You may know Drew through his work that he's done with some legendary musicians and artists. He is a rock and roll music poster god. That's a, that's a pretty big title to give somebody, but you know, Drew's the man. We really had a great uh, chance to, to speak with him, geeking out a little bit on episode number 88, Ochenta y Ocho, and just a really fun laid back, you know, talk about life, talk about music, art, kind of his process, his story, fatherhood, kind of the, the whole kid and caboodle, which I don't really know what that means. I mean, I know what it means, but I don't know where it came from. So if you uh, you know, know where words come from and why kid and caboodle means kind of uh, everything, let me know. I don't even know what a caboodle is. But hey, now that we're sharing that with you, I want to also take this opportunity, depending on when you're listening, to wish you a, uh, you know, happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you're not too hungover, just kicking back, maybe having some leftovers. That means you're here stateside. It's uh, Black Friday, whatever it is. Just want to thank you for taking the time to check out the project, be a part of it. What's been really exciting and interesting is folks getting turned on at different stages of the project. We just had some folks reach out saying how they just heard about us, started following along and kind of were diving into some of the older episodes and really kind of getting into it. So it's really exciting. The catalog, the archive keeps growing. Again, this is episode number 88, which is crazy, featuring Mr. Drew Millward. And it's just exciting to really be rocking and rolling through season eight, our eighth 12-pack. And we are already, I think, 90% of the way finished with uh, locking down the, the ninth season. We've got some cool stuff to announce soon. We have a little bonus for you in a couple, let's just say a couple weeks, because then in case we don't get to it, we can we can have some little padding of the stats, padding of the time there for you. But you're listening to 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. You can check us out on the World Wide Webs at 16ozcanvas.com. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, 16ozcanvas. And what we love more than anything, use the hashtag tic-tac-toe, pound sign, wherever it is that you do, 16ozcanvas. That's 16-ounce canvas, but we say the O just so... Just so you know, you don't write out 16 ounce. I mean, I don't know. We don't really check if people do that, so I don't know. But it's exciting on that. I know it's a little nerdy, but we have almost a thousand tags of that. You know, we only have about a little, over, a little under 500 posts of our own, so that means you, the community, you're building, you're active. It's how we found some of these great artists that we're working with, and it's just really been a you know great experience to you know, to, to to share that with you each and every week here. So I'm excited about this episode. I think uh, Drew's got a good. Good energy, good vibe. I think he's a really funny dude, and it was just uh, it was a really cool experience to 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 sit down and, and talk with him virtually. As we both agreed, the only way this could be better is uh, at the pub. But it's Drew Millward on Instagram, Drew D R E W, short for Andrew Mill M I L L Ward W A R D, and that's the same DrewMillward.com. Check that out. You can see all the great artists that he's worked with. I mean, obviously, 
as you'll notice, I geek out a little bit, but uh, my, my favorite band, Fish. But, you know, Soundgarden, Nine Inch Nails, Queens of the Stone Age, Foo Fighters, so much more. He's on the, you know, we found him. We actually, we found him because we wanted to work with him. And so we followed, you know, we started following a lot of artists. And, we, you know, then we saw that he did some work with Bundo Bus from their, from their brewing side. Um, and then we learned that he'd done work, he'd, uh, done work with dogfish and, and a few others and so I really just kind of um, was and as we talk about with somebody that I had followed and admired for a long time because of the work he'd done with fish and so to be able to to talk to him about that and just to really dive in so it's a cool story it's a cool experience for me uh, really enjoyed speaking with him uh, fatherhood is treating him well all about that dad life and I think it's really fun to talk with the other you know parents about kind of how it impacts their their work and their creativity timing and everything like that so you know it's a it's a good one so without further ado uh, we wish you a happy holiday once again and um, if you're not united states it's just friday so but it's also cool like i said people are jumping at different points so who knows it could be tuesday could be the middle of the night on a wednesday who knows maybe it's the third friday of the month i don't know whatever it is we thank you for being here we thank you for checking us out and uh, Drew thanks you also. He just texted me that. He just said, make sure that they tell him thank you. So without further ado, episode number 88, Ochenta Iocho, featuring the multi-talented rock and roll badass himself, Mr. Drew Millward, former child, beer and music enthusiast, who draws pictures for a living. Pretty good bio right there. Nice work, Drew. Talk to you soon. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Really excited to have with us today, world-renowned artist Drew Millward, checking in with us from the the north of England. Thank you so much, Drew, for you know taking the time to to join us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's really it's really nice. Like I said, um, you know, earlier, music is really important to me and my family actually, and so you know that's kind of how we got started with this project. I used to do radio for about a decade, and so it was nice to kind of come back full circle and do something creative. I'm a huge, nice. you know fish fan and a lot of the artists that you've touched that you've worked with and so you know i i know your work i i don't think i have any of your prints more so because it's a testament to you but they they fucking oh. sell out they fucking sell out like in seconds of these shows it's like ridiculous you, you send me your address and i'll send you some prints there you go all right all right wow that was easy <laughs> i wasn't even trying for that but yeah then and then and then just if you go to drew uh com, you can geek out on all the the killer posters i mean lebowski You've done work for Dogfish, you know, Leeds, uh, you know, Beer Fest. And, I mean, one of my favorites, just more of like going back to my childhood, is is Orco. I mean, I saw it the other day and I was just loving it. Like, I mean, you, first of all, if you don't know who Orco is, then you're not going to love it. But, man, He-Man was the shit. That was my jam back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That yeah. was uh... – yeah, yeah, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, so good. And what I love about your work is like you really—it's super distinct. It's you know you use a lot of great colors, especially with you know for gig posters to see all the amount of colors that you're using and the different you know palettes. It's it's really impressive. And you know your thick line work and it's really kind of a little trippy and you know uh, really great imagery, kind of like dream uh, dream states. And yeah, I'm just a like I said before, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. The fact that we get to talk to you about you know your work it, it, i really appreciate it oh thank you very much i'm 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 blushing now thank you yeah I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll hug we'll hug, we'll cuddle later all right oh, so, yeah, yeah that's the best part is that i have all these folks around the around the world that when i you know travel i'll get to have a couple of points with so 
I look yeah. forward to that. So, like I said, your style is really unique, and you know you're 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 kind of known for your your gig poster work. You know what's kind of the what's the Drew story? How did you get into to drawing and you know kind of coming up with your you know, unique style? Yeah, I mean, um, gigs gig posters were kind of the that was the beginning. That was um, that was kind of that was that's yeah that's ground zero right there. Um, I sort of studied um i studied fine art at university um and it was um kind of a waste of of three years and a lot of money um, <laughs> which that was so that was good um yeah so i mean prior to that i'd, I'd always been interested i've been interested in art and i'd always sort of studied art hence the reason i ended up studying fine art um but I kind of I, that was it was it, I kind of fell into that more because I wasn't entirely sure what I really wanted to do. Um, it turns out it definitely wasn't fine art. Um, but sort of on that on that course and, and whilst I was studying, I studied in Leeds. Um, I made friends with people and worked with some people, and around that time we started we started a. Um, well, we didn't start, it already existed, but I started writing for a fanzine that uh, someone that I knew um, ran. Um, and through the work of writing with the fanzine, we started putting on gigs in Leeds and we were booking bands and stuff. Um, and the only way to advertise those shows was to make posters. Um, and I kind of did that. Prior to actually making posters for the gigs we put on, I never really drew um at all to be honest it was kind of i sort of like throughout university and throughout my degree i did everything but draw really um so it was kind of i mean those the, the, i i got to start doing those posters and they were they they're awful i mean obviously looking back it was kind of it is just it was it was just a, a placeholder to put something on the wall to say who was playing where really so that was it it did it, it served its purpose in that way but um, aesthetically, it's it was they are they are really really bad, um, and it's uh, but it's kind of yeah it's it, that was that was where it started really, um, and because so few people were actually making sort of illustrated gig posters around that time, um, people started asking me to do posters for other gigs as well. So alongside the ones we were putting on, I was doing posters for other shows that are happening around the country and things and it snowballed from there. So like 15 years down the line, that's, that's, that's kind of what happened. And it, it never, it never stopped really. So it's, yeah. Do you still have those posters? Um, possibly if I've not burnt them. <laughs> um, I love how you, I love how you, I, yeah. I love how you shit on them. Like, Oh, they were so terrible. Yeah. And then everybody starts asking you to do some. So apparently they were, they were, they were, they were okay, or they just knew you were, I, I, I think you were cheap I, labor. Yeah, it's yeah. a case of the. It was a case of um, right place at the right time. It's. I think had I started doing it a few years later, when the internet was a lot more sort of social media was read, more readily available, there would have been a much larger pool to draw from. But the fact is, there wasn't. Um, so it's kind of I, I I think 
You were local. I was, yeah. I, I was lucky. I was lucky to get that start. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so it wasn't long after. I think I got paid about thirty-five pounds to make a poster for a gig in London, and sort of the following week, I think I went and handed in my notice at work. It was. <laughs> it was rather. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the brightest move I've ever made, but... Um, I mean, you get to be on this random podcast in America about <laughs> main exactly. fucking... I mean, it's all, been, it's all been building up to this, really. Yeah. This is really it. Yeah. You really just quit now, yeah. It's kind of... Yeah. Well, I mean, I've peaked. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the office, I think, on Monday. That's it. I'm going to start applying for office jobs. Yeah. I'll send you some ties and shirts. We'll get you some yeah, sponsors. <laughs> you can do your own... That'll be your next line of clothing is do some ties. I I've, I've been so tempted on so many occasions because I mean, generally pretty awful. But, yeah, but I mean, yeah. in reality, I mean, uh, I remember they the I think it was the Jerry Garcia ties. They were huge. Like I mean, I used to that was like when I was at prep school. I was like, oh, at least I felt like I was kind of cool because <laughs> I mean, if Jerry designed this, at least I wasn't completely like giving up my soul. Wow. There you go. That's I'm, I might have to venture down that line, corporate. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll sponsor we'll sponsor the yeah. But we but as a as a when you were a kid, were you just always were you just always drawing? I mean, you thought you wanted to do fine art, and I I would argue that that the gig posters is kind of modern day fine art, but that's a whole other discussion. I mean, I think it's still. I mean, yeah, especially I th- I, yeah, yeah. There's certainly an, uh, an argument. I would say I probably learned. Um, more of more of how to make work. I think, I think I perhaps approach things perhaps more from a fine art point of view than a graphic design or illustration point of view. Um, maybe not. I'm not entirely sure anymore. I'm, I I I always struggle what to tell people I actually do when it comes to that sort of thing. I think I I I tend to just say graphic artist for the sake of it, and people go graphic designer, and I go yeah, close enough. Whatever. Yeah, I like your, but your, I like your, your tagline is what uh, I think it's hand drawn illustrations for the modern world. I think that's pretty good, man. That's a good. That's you should run. That's a good tagline. Yeah, that's that's about as close as I can get. I think. Yeah. <laughs> now what? Is, now what is your process? What is you know? How does that go? It it was for many many years um, ink on paper, pretty much, and then um, when I started uh, screen printing. Um, it was just a lot easier to use to drag those ink drawings into Photoshop and color them that way, so you can make the separations. Um, and it kind of that that's that's how the computer elements started creeping in. Um, and now it's more or less um, it's it's kind of digital from start to finish almost. I, I still can't start. I still have to have a piece of paper and a pencil to start with. And I'll sketch out an idea, um, but then sort of mainly work it through Photoshop. But with the, I, I use a big uh, Wacom Cintiq tablet. Okay. Um, so it's, it's I see, the actual process hasn't changed at all. I I used to just work on layers and layers of on a on a light board or with tracing paper, and I still basically do the same thing. It's just it just so happens it's a. a a digital pen and a digital piece of paper really but yeah the, the process hasn't really changed was that hard was that a, would like i know i've talked to folks and they feel while it still gets them the end result it's just a 
you know, in their archives or being able to look back and see like a physical version of what it started, like it not having that, people kind of, I don't know, I guess for lack of a better term, it makes them sad in a way, like just to kind of, I mean, it definitely yeah. saves a lot of time, but just to be like having a tangible. Yeah, I do miss that, to be honest. Um, I kind of thought that I'd, I'd sort of supplement the lack of that with making more physical work, like doing actual paintings and things, but um, I rarely have the time to do that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a bit of a, it's a bit of a busman's holiday having having free time away from sort of client work and things and thinking, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a painting. Um, but yeah, I, I do miss, I do miss the, yeah, I do miss having that sort of just that that physical object of a finished piece of work, pretty much. Um, but then again, the the benefits of of working physically uh, working digitally away from physically uh, not having to ditch days of work because you you realize the layout's off or something and you can things around and i i think i think the 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 final outcomes since switching over have been stronger because of that having that sort of flexibility there um yeah it's, it's it's it, it's the same, but has a lot of benefits in terms of. I, I mean, I yeah, I, I still need to start with paper, and I still need to start with a pencil. But beyond yeah. that, it's, yeah, it's, version control. I always thought that was when people say they do everything by hand, and I was like, well, when you make an edit, like how does that? Happen? And so yeah, I think that yeah, I think it's smarter, not harder sometimes. But I definitely, I definitely understand you know how that could be. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think what you're saying is common. Everyone's like, oh, I want to do this. Like, it'll just help me save some time. And then once you realize that it's not really impacting the you know integrity of your of your work, you know, I would love to see you show me one that you did by hand 100% and then one that was all Cintiq. I, I mean, I bet you can't tell the difference. I mean, that's the, I mean, at least that's the beauty of it. I think I spent so long uh, working on with, with sort of trying to fine tune and... Um, sort of work out a way of making physical work with ink and paper almost look like a vector piece of work because I was always I was always obsessed with lines being clean and I was always obsessed with that side of things anyway that when people found out that it was ink on paper they were like oh right no I just assumed it was digital so when I, when I did switch up it's like yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it wasn't always, but who cares? Yeah, I, I, as soon as you realise that it doesn't actually impact the actual aesthetic of what you're making, all those kind of doubts do kind of disintegrate, and you realise that your life's a lot easier. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially even just logistics of like, oh, I want to go create somewhere else. It's not in my studio. Like before, you had to yeah. bring a backpack full of all your pens and different brushes and all that shit, and now it's like. You can have it all within your, you know, your your travel bag. Yeah, I still, uh, I still can't work anywhere else apart from my office stuff. Really? Yeah, I, I'm dreadful. It's like you know, yeah, just yeah. I get it's kind of like stage fright. I can't, I, I, can't, I don't like, I don't like people watching me do. I don't, anything. yeah, I don't like people over my shoulder. Like even if it's my no, wife. No, 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 no. She, I yeah. don't like being messed with. I don't like. I don't like the presence of other people. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm noticing a theme here. Maybe this would not have been better in person, Drew. He says he sounds <laughs> awful because I, I I I I love people, but I also yeah. uh, I I love my own company perhaps a little bit more. Um, it's nice to be able to cherry pick uh, when you get to see people. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And <laughs> one one thing when I was when I was going through like uh, again, go to drewmillward.com and you can also follow Drew on uh, Instagram. But one thing I noticed is that in a lot of your pieces, there's a kind of recurring theme of like a, a sun or like a moon is. Yeah. Is that, that's kind of, to me, you don't realize it on their own, but when you go through them, it's pretty, it's pretty common. They're all I mean, obviously variations of it, but is that a deliberate kind of common theme that you, or are you just drawn to that? Is that some sort of hallmark it, of your work? It, it was, ne- it was not, um, it's certainly not um, intentional. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't pre-planned. I think they just end up being in there. Yeah, um, yeah, they have kind of become a bit of a. I think because I end up doing a lot of. I, I suppose over the last few years, doing sort of like a lot of more um, sort of landscape-based sort of things. Um, and I, th- I suppose around sort of about three years ago or so, I did like a solo show. Um, of of just. Oh, just making work myself, which was great. Um, but that kind of forced me to do something different away from, I think I'd, I'd, I was getting to a point of just burning out of doing a lot of very, very involved sort of client work. And then I needed to do something different. And a lot of, a lot of that sort of landscape and yeah, the, the sun and moon sort of motif that does keep reappearing. It, it wasn't, it wasn't intentional, but I think a lot of it, a lot of that show had that sort of thing in. Um, obviously, there's huge amounts that you can probably read into that sort of idea. Um, but it, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of it, they just keep cropping up. Um, yeah, it's cool. Like it's not, it's not. They're not obvious. They're not always in the forefront. <laughs> I mean, and so like you're saying, there's a lot of nature and you know, kind of futuristic, almost sometimes like apocalyptic vibe. But like it's still. Yeah, you know, the sun, the the moon are there, and it's yeah, they're they're kind of yeah. The if you kind of look yeah. at it like different layers, they're always there in some capacity, and it's cool. I like them. I like them a lot. It's the yeah, the 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 idea of without getting too arty wanky, the 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 um, the balance of sort of nature and um, sort of nature and 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 the more industrial side of of certainly the landscape of around where I live. Um, and always have lived, I suppose, in the north of England, um, is that it, there is that balance there of sort of post-industrial landscapes and and amazing areas of natural beauty. And I suppose those sorts, they do end up creeping into, I suppose, everything that I do, really. Um, and that's sort of the, the, the sun and moon and hills and, yeah. and flowers. And they all sort of, yeah, it's all, it's, it, it's all there as, as part of... Uh, things that kind of surround me every day and suppose how my mind works after 37 years of living around here <laughs> yeah and i i think that's a great way to say it because right you're like it you're focused on the forefront but then there's like it just kind of says there's so much more like in, in this in this world you're creating that are out there and they kind of appreciate yeah. not only what's right in front of you but what's around you and yeah i mean let's get artsy farty right but I mean, i'm all about it i think that's <laughs> I'm proud of myself for noticing that. So that's a big gold star over here. But yeah, I just think, I think it's in, I think that's a great way to look at it. Right. Cause sometimes with industrial areas or towns, you know, it can be kind of 
little darker, maybe a little, you know, for lack of a better term, depressing. And so you have to look at it. If you kind of pull that camera out and look at a big picture, you see there's more than just the immediacy of in front of you. I think that's it. I think it's kind of, it's completely, I mean, it's, it's without a doubt, completely down to where I, I, where I live now and where I kind of always have lived. And it is that I grew up just north of Manchester. So, um, on the, on the border of sort of like the Pennines and then looking down into basically what was the, the, the industrial north, it's factories, it's mills, it's, they're all still there. They're crumbling away and have been repurposed for other things. But you look one way and you see that and you look the other way and you see the Pennines and huge amounts of hills and forests. And I mean, where I live now, again, it's a similar sort of thing. One way down the valley, you head towards sort of Leeds and the other way is the Orchard Dales. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that sort of balance, I think, is... I kind of like living in that sort of borderland between the two, really. Yeah. It's a, it's a great representation without having to be, like, a very deliberate, uh, like, overly in-your-face, like, yin, yin and yang type of a thing. You know, I, I like I don't li- I, I like it when you have to think about it, and it's not just, here it is, here it is, you know, right in your face. So, yeah, fucking kudos to you, man. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now... Like I said before, you've done some, you know, you work with some incredible musicians and artists. How does, how does that work? How do you kind of team up with them? You know, you've, there's kind of been a consistent, you know, you work a lot with the Foo Fighters, like I said before, you know, Fish, you've done work with Nine Inch Nails, you know, it's just like, I mean, the list goes on and on, but how does, how does, how do you team up with them? How does that come to, come to be? Um, I am, I thank my lucky stars every day that people ask me to do those things. Um, yeah, I, 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 people, people get in touch and they've seen my work and and they wonder if I want to work with them. Um, it's generally about as simple as that, really. It's um, there's no sort of real sort of. I, I suppose, I suppose, one issue you've been doing it for so long, <laughs> people, people, like, people know where you are and they'll get in touch if they want you to do anything. Um, so it's it, it's. Yeah, it's kind. It's kind of. It's pretty much that. Um, it's it, it. It's wonderful. It's it, it's it's possibly my favourite aspect of the job. I love, I love music, and I'm a sort of. I was always pretty shitty in terms of playing any instruments, so it's kind of a nice way of still being involved in music, but not having to practice for hours. Um, yeah, so it's 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 great. It's, it's like I said, it's the, it's how I got into it, um, and it's still probably the aspect that I I kind of love the most. Um, you get so much freedom doing it in most cases. Um, you're kind of left to your own devices. You're left to basically sort of make a a visual representation of uh, sort of their their music of you converting sort of noise into into visuals and it's yeah it's a lot of fun it's kind of it's like the most open brief in the world to just basically make work and in some cases for some of my favorite bands that have ever existed so that's quite nice that is quite nice yeah so 
It's just, hey, we would like you to do a poster on this tour. I mean, even with Fish, right? I mean, you're not just doing the, I mean, they're all good shows, but I mean, you're doing the Madison Square Gardens, which I, I mean, I go to those shows. You're doing, for Fish fans, the Dick shows in Colorado, which you do are yeah, pretty yeah. epic. I mean, you, so, I mean, I think it's, um, I mean, you, I mean, you're doing SPAC, the Sarasota Springs ones. I mean, those are some iconic places to see you know my favorite band so it's really just uh it's a huge kudos to you and people people freak out when it's oh there's a millward coming at print coming out for this show so yeah it, i mean I, I again i'm just incredibly thankful that um they continue to ask me back which is 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 lovely well i mean how long how long that will continue who knows uh but yeah, it's great. They're, I mean, they're just such a great band to work for. Um, they're one of the... I, that sounds awful saying they're one of the few. They are the, but in, in, in truth, they kind of are one of the few bands that know what they're doing on that side of things. They treat the artists incredibly well. Um, and they kind of... They get out of it what they put in, I think. I think, I think the artwork kind of speaks volumes. They get some of the best artists in the world to make posters for them. Um and they make great posters, and yeah, it's it, it, they're 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 great um, to work for. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, they should. Uh, they haven't toured Europe in forever, so they should do that. And they should, yeah. But uh, don't know, that my excuse to to come out for that. But uh, but yeah, no, really, yeah, we're hopefully. are back you miss me folks do you even like when we come back in the interview you just want to hear it straight through let us know aj at 160zcanvas.com but you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas episode number 88 ochenta y ocho featuring the talented drew millward i don't know what do you think i i just i, I love doing these because a lot of times artists and the designers worry how they're going to sound or how it's going to go and those are the best ones a lot of times you know you get them warmed up things get grooving you get talking and just boom it just it just fits you know like we talk about obviously these could be you know done in person at, at a pub at a brewery you know or just you know in someone's studio and they might have another level to it but I don't know. I think sometimes just to sit back and let somebody tell their story, to look back on their life, how things went, where they got to be, it's a really uh, it's therapeutic. I think it's beautiful. I think it's inspirational. You know, we have a lot of folks that listen and we've reached out that tell us, you know, they're in the early stages of their career. They want to get into craft beer. They want to get into this industry. And so it's uh, it's nice, you know. They they take something from it, and even even me, um, I'm not that creative. Well, you could argue that doing this is creative, so I'll take that. But I like each person's story. You know, sometimes it's the struggle, it's the hustle, it's the you know, it's the friend of a friend. It shows you how important relationships are, how it is to you know be involved and to want to help someone's business grow and. You learn a lot. You learn about a lot about yourself. You learn about making choices. And there's a lot of choices that are made. You know that that took the two roads type of uh, you know, mentality and it made all the difference. And yeah, it does. You know, you see where things end up. You think where people go, how successful they are. You know, that's a relative term. You know, we all measure success at a different point, whether it's you know financial or 
or spiritual or, or what have you. And so it's uh, it's been it's been a good good time. And hopefully you're as we get into the, the holidays, you know, these give you a little bit of the warm and fuzzies. You know, it's getting cold out there, so keep yourself warm. Uh, nice spirits or you know some dark beers will definitely help do that. And uh, yeah, so we're not gonna be too chatty here. We're just not gonna we're gonna keep it. You know, let's get to the the thick of it here, and uh, let's just get right back into it. So again, you're listening to Drew Millward, DrewMillward.com. 16OunceCanvas.com, 16OZCanvas is the hashtag that you should be using. Just use all the time. Yeah, just just work it in. Nonsense. We'd love to see. We we always share all the pictures. We love what you're doing. We love you. We love you. Yep. We love you. And I love you, Mom. Yep. All right. Here it is. Part two, Drew Millward, 16-ounce canvas. Enjoy. Without, I don't want you to spoil anything, but if if they're doing posters, I know you just did uh, you did dicks this year, which were were pretty yeah. awesome with those the the the, the tri cut uh, the bears, so that was pretty badass. So yeah, I'm just I got I don't want to fanboy out on you, but I, I'm a big fan of the the work that you do for that. You know, it's just kind of I haven't seen them since '96, so it's just really cool to 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 come full circle with that. Well, it's it's really it's it's so I mean the amount of the amount of fans uh, of the band that I've kind of come in contact with through doing the work has just been, I mean, it, to start with, I think I did, I think I'd done maybe the first, maybe the first one or two posters for them. And there was a conversation had at one point where I just said that I didn't want to do anymore because the, the fans are very intense and crazy. Yeah. I would say so. Um, they're mad um, at times. Yeah. I, there, was a, there was a lot of there was, there was a lot of uh, hate spewed my way, and it was like you know what I don't think I can handle this. I don't I I don't think I have the the mental fortitude to 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 stomach this every time. Um, but my I, that my fears were allayed by by Julia and the team at Fish and said, so, look, it's, it's cool. This kind of happens. Don't worry. The fans are passionate. <laughs> and they they know what they like and they know what they don't like. Um, but so, wait. On, yeah, what happened? What why, what was the what was the shade? What were they being assholes about? Yeah, the feedback that you get online from I mean, it's it's it's, it's by no means just fish. It happens with um, a lot of bands, but there, there's just some people who I mean, you've got, I, you it's difficult because you're like I said, like I sort of said earlier. You, you're basically making a, a visual representation of what is in a lot of cases someone's favourite band. And if they think you've got that wrong, they're gonna tell you about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say something. So if you're listening to this you maybe could you found it like fish, like <laughs> don't be a dick. Like it's your it's music and it's your favorite band. Like I I only get to see them two, maybe three times a year if I'm lucky, give or take and I think the big takeaway from that is just don't be a dick. Yeah, just don't be a dick. I mean, it's like people, I mean, you're right, because people are like, oh, that's that. Like, you can like any show. Like, it's happening in real time. And it's amazing, because I think they're one of the first bands to really, like, take over with social media to make it, like, a a new dimension of the band. But it's just like, oh, the version from 1999 was way better than this version. It's like, okay, but were you at that show, or are you in the moment? Like, I don't know. Like I, I, I always say like sex, pizza and fish. Like even when it's bad, it's fucking really good. Like I'm still there. 
I'm still dancing my ass off. I'm still having a nice buzz on and I'm not like at work. Like, fuck you. <laughs> you can't say that, Drew, but I'll say it. So moving on. Well, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'm, I'm nodding. You yes. Nodding in agreement. Right. And so, yeah. And then, you know, what, you know, obviously we're, you know, we just justified having you on by t- trying to tie it into beer. I mean, that's full disclosure, you know. Uh, I mean, that's re- yeah, that's real. I've been following you for a while, and I was like, oh, he's doing work at uh, with Bundo Bust. Now we now we're gonna reach out to Drew and see if he wants to be on the show. Music and beer—that is pretty much it. That's it's, life for me, right? I mean, other than my kids and my wife, that's pretty much where it's at. Yeah. So. Yeah, I kind of uh, outside of the family. That's kind of yeah. That's that's pretty much all I'm interested in, really. So, and I'm, I'm kind of happy with that the world time progresses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the world would be a happier place if people, you know, had a couple of pints and relaxed and, or, you know, partaking exactly. a little. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good beer and good music. Right. If you're sitting at the pub, right, and the person sitting next to you, you don't really, you might not agree with anything with them, but at that moment in time, you find a way to coexist and you make that, you know, you, you find a way to find some level of commonality. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah completely. Yeah, we were talking with uh, your buddy Rich Norgate over at uh, Magic Rock, and we had this whole talk about, you know, about how the, the power of the pub, you know, it was, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah, there's nothing better. This time of year as well, the weather's getting colder. Just hold yourself in a pub for a day. and Exactly. Yeah, nothing matters then. <laughs> yeah, right? It matters <laughs> less and less. It's like a correlation, direct correlation <laughs> to time, yeah. Yeah, and so... Yeah, and you've done work with you know Northern Monk, right? And you also collaborated with with Rich on a on a label, which I thought was really a, you know a cool concept to to work on. And, yeah, yeah. And even now you're doing the work with uh, with you know Bundo having you know sell, I mean, you've always been working with them, but now they're kind of seems like they're packaging some of their beers, right? Yeah, they're they're sort of that's still kind of in its infancy at the moment. That's um, not 100 percent sure what's happening um, with that, but sort of did the the initial sort of logo um and yeah we're just gonna have to see they've got so much going on they sort of they've they've just signed a lease for a new restaurant over in liverpool so that'll be like their third place across (laughs) across the north of england um so it's kind of yeah it's it's yeah it's 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 an exciting time there's a lot going on now you've been working with them for a while. I mean, so how yeah. did how did that how did that come together? I mean, it was just did, did is that the spot uh, you were going to enjoying the, the food or what happened? Well, initially, um, Marco, who uh, co-owns Bundabus, um, he 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 had a bar in in Bradford um, that he opened a few years ago called the Sparrow, um, and I kind of knew him sort of vaguely through friends of friends. Um, for number of years going back, um, and when the when the the, the first bundabus was was coming up, they were looking for. I think that I think all the interior was pretty much done. Um, it was all sorted, but they were looking for other ideas of how to decorate the place. And we came up with the idea of doing like a series of um, prints uh, for the for inside the restaurant, which kind of spiralled into doing sort of like a line of merchandise for the restaurant and stuff. Um, and it's, yeah, we've been working with them since then. We did a similar sort of thing in Manchester. They're all kind of, um, it was quite, it was it was a really fun project to do because it was kind of 
it allowed me to just go off and look at things that I actually that I enjoy and kind of tweak my own work a bit. Um, so we just they were all basically based on um, or based around the sort of aesthetic of old uh, sort of Indian stamps and uh, matchbox labels and things. So it was kind of it was it was a really it was a fun project to to work on anyway. Um, so yeah, it was that's kind of where it started with them and I've kind of done bits and pieces with them ever since really. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. I think, in fact, I, I think the perhaps even before the prints that we did, we did the, I worked with them on a beer label for their in-house um, coriander beer that they do, which was brewed by Northern Monk. Oh, wow. Um, so then there was kind of a lot of, a lot of coming and going with Northern Monk as well, and then ended up doing sort of like a, quite a lot of work with them as well, which is which is great. Luckily, there's a, a lot of really good food and beer around. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm noticing the trend here, right? Just food, yeah. music, beer, and family, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah there's, there's nothing else really, is there? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah, that should be like a T-shirt, right? It's like good to go. Yeah, check please. I'm good. Yeah, and so. Hey, I think they they say when you do something that you really love and you're passionate about, it makes it just, it doesn't feel like work, right? And so, other than the fact you won't leave your your studio I, to be seen by humans, you know, other than that is, uh, yeah, you're good to go. And when you do have time off, you feel guilty because you're not working. There's no, there's very little switching off involved. I'm not, but, I'm, I'm not agreeing with that shit. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I, th I think that's just the curse of anyone who works for themselves, really. But yeah, it's, well, and you're also creating, right? So you must, your head must be going in some weird places. I mean, with some of these, you know, um, Im yeah. imageries you, you're creating. So yeah, I could see that you probably racing to to get something down or a sketch down, so you can don't you know don't lose it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. Um... <laughs> It's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult to say. It's like, well, it it is quite hard work at times, but equally so. I'm not working in a mine or fighting in trenches. I'm not saving lives. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not saving the world. You know, we're we're trying to make it a better place for you know, people. Issues. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it can be quite it can be all consuming at times. I think, um, and trying to strike that balance between everything. Um, is 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 tricky at times um as i'm sure it is for pretty much anyone but uh yeah when you're yeah you're you're, you're making things it's all down to you you don't have uh i can't i can't pass the book i can't delegate work <laughs> to people mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's yeah it, it's it's interesting i think sort of like the last year certainly with the uh, our son being born and yeah i was just about I, to ask about that yeah yeah, I'm now juggling the sort of I I'm I'm kind of I'm part part time dad sounds like part dad does I I am a, I'm a full time yeah you're a full time dad who just is yeah I, I hear what you're saying it's like no I'm always a dad it's just yeah I work I sort of I I look after him two days a week sometimes three days a week and then work in the studio sort of the other two or three days so keeping that balance is fun sometimes it's kind of made me approach things in a slightly different way but yeah it's yeah. all good all yeah good as a as an artist has that impacted how you're creating or more is it more like impacted your process like what how, how does i mean i know as i have two boys as a father 
yeah how i see things and kind of just how i live my day-to-day is just change for the better but i find it i find it really interesting especially you know year one of being a dad i was pulling my hair out and it was there's no bulk and you're crazy and sleep deprived yeah (laughs) yeah yeah he's uh yeah it's 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 it is it's a it's a it's kind of a terrifying thing um it's in, it's it's incredible um but it is also huge amounts of hard work understandably as anyone knows who has ever been near a child um, uh, but it's yeah it, it it's incredible um but i don't think it's particularly changed i, I don't think it's changed a huge amount of, i think it's perhaps changed the way i approach work and mm-hmm. perhaps I'm a lot more um, aware of the the balance and how I need to keep that balance. Right, um, your time. Yeah, yeah. And so I just, I suppose working, yeah, sort of like work, being a little bit kinder to myself in terms of deadlines. So if clients come and they want something done, in by by friday there's a lot of times that you kind of have to say no um whereas in the past it would have been not a problem i'll just work late right yeah yeah, your time becomes more valuable because it's not just your own time it's uh it's part of a greater yeah thing yeah Yeah. just trying to eliminate that level of stress that comes with working in that way um but yeah it's 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 all it's all a great big learning curve you know it? it's still he's 15 months old 15, uh, now what's um, what's the little man's name he's called amos oh nice yeah he's uh he's a lot of fun apart from he's just taken to waking up at about four o'clock uh, <laughs> <laughs> for no real yeah. reason you don't need an alarm clock anymore they come in no, the, the, yeah oh no 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 so this this it's yeah, I think he's got some more teeth coming in, all that Ooh. sort of stuff. Yeah, here's a good piece of advice. You, They're always going to get up at the same time. So those nights when it's late and you're thinking I'm going to have the last pint or four with your mates, yep. the best the best and worst part is that kid's getting up. He doesn't care that dad is on a bender or having a good <laughs> gentleman's night out or even yeah. night out with the missus. Like, they don't give a shit. Still, my kids are eight and f- almost five. Yeah. They don't care. My wife doesn't care either. She looks at me like, you, you know, they're getting up, so have fun with the boys. But I, this is it. I kind of, uh, yeah. When it's completely self-inflicted, it's it is difficult to maybe, yeah. You can't. You've kind of got to. You, you've got to stand up. You've got to admit your mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I've not really had much of a hangover for a long time because I'm now I'm now slightly terrified of of drinking to the point of having a hangover. Yes. It's definitely. I, I usually I usually rip cord in like Irish goodbye and just duck out before it gets to that point because I'm just like, yeah. uh, that seven, you know, that con- time's coming. Yeah, the. Yeah. Don't want to. I don't want to be having that conversation <laughs> at, at eleven o'clock where someone's trying to force more into me. It's just. It's like, well, let's let's call it a night. Yeah. When yeah, when they're fifteen months, they can't ask why daddy is all sweaty and gross on the couch and wasn't moved. But when they get a little yeah. bit older. <laughs> I think I slipped up once and I just realized I was so close to just being sick onto him once I was changing a nappy that it was just sort of, 
Yeah, we we won't do this again. We'll we'll yeah. we'll we'll knock this on the head for the next. Yeah, I can count them on one hand. I can count them on one hand since they've been born. I mean, it's like they're they're intense, but yeah. And now yeah. you're at the age where, and this isn't a parenting podcast, so sorry, folks. But where you, when you put them down now, they're you turn around, they're not there anymore. That was like the turning point with oh, me. Like yeah. and they literally just plop them down like they're like a little statue, and you just you can do whatever you want, and they'd be there. Now, like you put them down, you turn around, and you go, oh shit, where'd he go? Yeah, where where's he gone? Where, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, ninety percent of possessions gone. Yeah, oh, right. They've been posted out of the door. This is this is wonderful. This is, yeah. He's taken. Yeah, he started climbing and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, all good fun. You know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, you're definitely. Uh, I'll see your next photo of like, your beard will be full gray and be good to go. Yeah, I got. Gray. Oh yeah, no, I'm going. I'm going fully Kenny Rogers. This is. Uh, yeah, it's 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 not good. All right. Well, the gambler's a good tune. At least it's not, you know, uh, not, yeah. not the chicken. They tried that as a thing here in the States. He did his own chicken company. I would have the fucking disaster that was. I can't, even, I can't even make that joke up. It's so real. There was one by my house growing up, and I was like, what? I'm like, how does that? Uh, I'm like, whatever. Whatever. Overweight white man with a beard, I guess. I just mean, you just infer he ate a lot of chicken, I guess. I don't know what the correlation there was, but. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so you're doing, I mean, every year you do lead, the Leeds Beer Fest. I mean, those, I mean, it's really, it's really cool to see, you know, which is usually a day just getting pissed, like to have this great artwork tied to it. And they're, they're pretty, you know, they're, I mean, I love, I love the, I love the owls. I'm a, again, I'm always drawn to, I love the nature in your, in your pieces too. So it's, it's just, uh, it's really yeah. cool to see that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's been, that's been so great to do. Um, I can't remember what we're on now. I think we might be on the fifth. Maybe this is the fifth year that we've done. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's great. No, it's, seventh. Seventh. It's, oh, it's the, it's the fifth one I've done. They did two years. Fuckers. They're doing, they're cheating on you. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm embedded there. So that's kind of good fun. It, it rolls around so quickly. It's sort of like by the time the festival's over, I'm, on to thinking about doing the next post for next year, but yeah, I mean it's such it's such a great beer festival. It's 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 really great. Um, it's so friendly. There's every year it seems to kind of get bigger and more interesting, and I suppose that speaks volumes about the sort of the nature of the the beer scene sort of worldwide. I would I mean they they had the they had like the main beer box there this year, which was like hundreds of beers from Maine that were shipped over in an enormous shipping container and then refilled whilst it was over here with British beer to take back to Maine. Oh, I love Maine. So yeah, that's why we go there every summer. So that's, uh, it's really great. To t- yeah. It's, 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 oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Do you ever come over to the States? Um, I have, I've been twice, but it was a long time ago. Um, I think we're planning, we're planning a trip in the next, once Amos gets a little bit older, I think we're going to do sort of like a good, a good trip, a good trip to the states. Probably all being well, the West Coast. All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, keep me updated on that. Uh, yeah. So, what is so? How when you you said you, you finished the one, you're already thinking about next year. What like what is your typical like life cycle? Like, how long are you working on, say, a gig poster or you know a label? Like, what's your what's the life cycle um, like that? 
I I just I spent huge amounts of time procrastinating about it. So just <laughs> <laughs> I I worry worry up until deadline and then start working. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think it, certainly with the beer festival, knowing that it's going to come around every year, I think I, I tend to do it in sort of like February time. So the festival was the beginning of September. And I always think by the time September's started, it's like that's pretty much the year gone. It feels like Christmas is about a week away from the beginning of September. And then I'm back into the cycle of the new year and starting the new beer festival poster, which then gets put up all around town and stuff. So... Um, I mean that's not that's not particularly a typical um, sort of piece of work because that that is recurring every year. But um, in terms of in terms of posters and things, it, it it's often dictated by the deadline that I've got. I suppose certainly with gig posters, it's um, yeah, it 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 has to be done before the the show. So yeah. <laughs> Turning up sort of three weeks later to a field. Yeah. Somewhere. Now, do you have to? What, what is? How does that work? Do you print them and then you have to send them to the band, or do you just send them? Like, do you have printers that are associated with certain bands? How? how I, 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 yes. um, I've kind of got for pretty much everything that happens in the UK um, and all my personal work. Um, my friend Tommy. Um, runs a screen printing studio in Leeds, which is really handy. Um, let's, give, been, let's give a plug to Tommy. What's Tommy's uh, print shop? So the studio's Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves. Uh, All right. I like he's, um, yeah, he's been, we've been working together for many, many years now. Um, and he's, he's a, he's a good friend and he's an incredible printer. Um, so it's kind of, that is a huge weight off. If you can find a good printer, that's kind of sort of fifty percent of the work done. They can make things look good. <laughs> yeah. um, prior to which, I, I I did screen print myself, but I was a really shitty printer, <laughs> so it was that was never that was never going to last for long. But for the US sort of stuff, so pretty much all the stuff that we do for fish, that gets handled and printed in the states. Um, so a lot of the a, a, a lot of the stuff goes through half and half. They were another great screen printing studio over there. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, it, it's nice to work, certainly with printing, it's nice to work with people you worked with before. You know that they, you know that they're capable of, or what they're capable of, should I say. Because um, it, it's, it's a bit disheartening if you spent a long time making some work and then the, the printing element of it is the part that fucks up. <laughs> yeah, that must have been hard the first couple times, right? Just to not see it kind of come off and just not yeah. know how it was going to go. Yeah, it's kind of it's not it is not an exact it's it's pretty much a dying out or it, it was. I mean, obviously it's come back to from the brink a huge amount. It's a, it's there's an awful lot of screen printing that goes on now. Um but it was a it's not it, it's a messy, time-consuming it's it's not a science based sort of process of making prints. It's there's a lot of sort of guesswork. There's a lot of things that just happen to just fuck up midway through. You've got to color match things. You've got to mix inks. You've got to it's 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 a fairly laborious process. So when you can find someone who can do it well, then 
Yeah, you, you kind of, you, you need to keep hold of them. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, no breaking up with them. It's like, even if they're crazy, it's like, they do a good job. That's it. You just need to drop some beer off for them every so often and keep them sweet. Keep them on side. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what kind of, what kind of uh, with the colder weather, uh, what kind of beers are you drinking? What, what, are, you, what are you into? I, st- I still, regardless of weather, I still, I still go for the, I've enjoyed a lot of, I just I, I like IPAs. I like super hoppy beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the work that I did with Northern Monk was kind of that started with me just pitching the idea of beer to them, and it kind of spiraled into this um, series of, of of beers that we've done. So they're all sort of massively hopped, sort of really hop forward beers, but then um, sort of like with fruits in the mix so my holy grail was just fine i don't think you probably you guys probably don't get on bongo over there do you it's like a trop it's a, it's a hideous tropical fruit drink that was really popular in the 1980s <laughs> Stuff with, yeah with like numbers i'm older than, i'm older than you but we're not that, i'm not that old man i'm older i'm older than you so that's good <laughs> yeah it was kind of it was it was it was popular then um like a lot of things that weren't that great, but it yeah, I, I wanted a beer that kind of tasted like that. So we've kind of the the series of beers that I work with on them have have been basically things that I enjoy drinking. So they've been sort of mango and and passion fruit and things. Um, I do I like I like I just like I like heavily hot beers, a nice yeah. IPA that sort of thing, but. Um, uh, to be honest, I I won't turn down anything. So, <laughs> man, after my own heart, right? You try at least try it once. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I mean, because because I used to think there's beers I didn't like, and then I would have them, and I realized I liked them. So then I would have to like recalibrate and be like, well, yeah. So I just yeah, give it I, a shot, and then at least I have that experience. Like I don't really like sours, and See, then I didn't think I did either. But then I found some, and I do really much. <laughs> Over the summer, I had a few and just went, oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of like, oh, no, I was wrong all along. <laughs> I was just drinking shitty beer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I will I will always favour, um, yeah. I suppose it's sort of like the first sort of many years ago was when, when we first started getting sort of American beer over here that not Budweiser and Cause that sort of thing. But. All right, good. Because we'd we'd hang up if you were going to talk about this. <laughs> right. But I, th- I I think the company that imports it is not a million miles away from here. So we started getting a lot of like Sierra Nevada in, um, in just in bars and in you occasionally find it in supermarkets and stuff. And that was kind of like, oh, wow, this is this this, this tastes amazing and kind of this is this is what all beer should taste like. Mm, um, yeah. Prior to, I mean, it's it's not even that it's not even that long ago when you think about it, really. Um, but it it wasn't easy to find great beer, so it was it was when when you did sort of discover that sort of thing and you realised that not all beer tastes like sort of ditch water or really sort of it's not it's not either sort of like brown ditch water or Budweiser. That that's kind of there is there's other things to drink, um, 
yeah, it was. It, it, it's nice to discover that sort of thing. But yeah, I I, I will drink anything. All right. I'm rambling now about beer, and I, now I really want beer. Oh well, so, yeah, well it's five o'clock there. You can at least go have one. I we talked about it before. It's it's morning here, so I can't make that happen. But yeah. <laughs> one other uh, question about the posters, like I, I just uh, when you do like and like for instance the most recent Dick's, Dick's ones, the the image like the the drawing is the same, but the colors the coloring is different. How does how does that come about? Like what's the how how do you decide to color the one this way and the other one that way? And it just it's always kind of interesting, the variance of the same poster kind of in a way. I think that was, I'm trying to think now. Because the one's was... like bluish and the one's orange, like they kind of have like the heavy. I think that was kind of, that kind of was handed down, I think, from from sort of like the band and management that they wanted sort of, I think we ended up, I think all in all, I probably did about 10 different color variations. Oh, okay. For that, and those are the ones that were picked. Um, there's always that sort of thing where um, you just kind of, you're mindful of not just doing the same thing over and over again, um, which I kind of I, I fall into the trap of because I do tend to have sort of color palettes that I use more than anything else. Um, yeah, I'd say yeah, I see you have a kind of yeah. So you know. it's it's just a matter of trying to push that in a different. Um, a different direction. It, it, it comes about from the fact that I'm colorblind, so I'm colorblind too. <laughs> yeah, it's all good fun. That's so, why I liked I liked your the image you sent me with the the, the dots. It kind of made me think of the colorblind dots. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. So hence, I mean, that was kind of the main reason that I was a really shitty printer because I couldn't make things. So <laughs> I when I when I was printing and sort of like when I started to learn screen printing myself, um. I just bought CMYK inks because I knew that I didn't have to mix them. They were done. And I could kind of get overlays and loads of different, obviously you can get any color from that range. Um, so it's kind of, that's where it started from. And then pretty much every, pretty much every sort of color variation since then has been a variant on CMYK really. Yeah. Uh, and it yeah i think that's kind of i end up sort of like it's almost a default thing now which has become sort of part of part of the work yeah exactly yeah exactly. that makes sense to me because i made that maybe one of the reasons i'm drawing is, is the you know the oranges and the yellows which you know to me i, I know i can see those and so it's i think the the colors i don't know i think that the ones i can't or maybe i i see differently i think they're they're not as uh as, as uh, prominent in your work so that's another probably reason let's let's fellow yeah. colorblinders and uh i'll send you a link i, I always t i tell the story a lot and i don't i always come back to being colorblind which i, I didn't realize but now that i think about it for the last few episodes i've talked about it but there's a shirt you can buy with those the dots and it says fuck the colorblind but if you're colorblind you can't see it it just looks like a bunch of those little <laughs> dots it's fucking great it's so great yeah <laughs> That is good. Yeah, because yeah, and again, sorry if you've heard the story before, folks, but yeah, a friend wore one. He he's he wore it to like a, a a gig one time, like a show, and he was in, someone came up to him and was like, "Your shirt is really offensive." And he's colorblind, so he was just like, you know, he knew what they were saying, but he was like, "Oh, this is you don't like my dot shirt? Like, what's wrong?" And they're like, "No, it's his fuck the colorblind." And he, he and he said to them, oh, "I don't, I don't, I can't see that. I'm colorblind, you know." And he's like, and they were, and they didn't know what to make of him. They're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. 
All right. And so this last question is a little self-serving. I mean, being, you being a gig poster guy, like uh, I said before, I used to you know be a disc jockey. But what kind of are you listening to music when you're creating? What kind of what kind of tunes are on Drew's playlist? Like what what's you know what's what gets you going? Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. There's always music on. Um. Let me let me consult my uh, my playlists. There we go. Um, Oh, oh. Off, I got, off I got, off I got, recently added. Let's try that. Uh, I was just listening to Leatherface when you called, who are an old sort of punk uh, band from the northeast of England. Um, I, I got all the, the Teenage Fan Club reissues a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, obviously. Um, the new Beat record, which is amazing. And a band called... Uh, Pigs, 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 or pigs seven times. Wow. Who are, again, incredible. Um, yeah, I, I, there's, I, yeah, there's always music on. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think what else I've been listening to. I've been listening to quite a bit of the, the latest Wild Pink album as well. That's been great. The new, the new Restorations album, which I did do the artwork for, but is also incredible. <laughs> That's that's nice that you get worked on it and you really like them, yeah. Yeah, I plug for me and them. So that was yeah, that was a, that was a fun one to do. They they are one of my favorite bands from the certainly the last sort of ten years or so. Um, yeah, so it was great to work with them. All right, all right, man, we did it. It's a wrap, brother. Yeah, Yay. thank you so much, man. I think that yeah, you're you're a natural, man. You're you're a good guest. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. Well, I thank you, Drew. It was like I said, it was, I could have talked to you for hours. So I think I look forward to you know either meeting you on your in over there yeah. or, or when you come stateside. You know, maybe I'll be able to get out west and you know catch up. That'd be incredible. It would be incredible. Oh, All, right. All right, yeah. First round's on me. If, <laughs> if it's in the states, it's on me. If it's over there, it's on you. I'll get. I'll get the second one. Then. All right, cool. And then, yeah, <laughs> then we'll be singing songs, and God knows where it's going to end up. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm after. All right. All right. Cheers, mate. I, I thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. And there we have it, folks. That is the essential, essential, I mean, speak much, the essential Drew Millward 16-ounce canvas art interview right here for you, right in time for the holidays. So it's, it was a good experience. Like I said, we learned to Drew uh, personally through his work with Fish. And it's just kind of funny now that I follow along. And it probably drives him crazy. But if you follow along some of his photos or him on Instagram, a lot of the fellow crazy Fish fans who just are, hey, man, when's that, when's that available? When's that available? When's that available? Okay, can I get that? Can I get that? It's like, dude, chill the fuck out. The guy's trying to make a living, right? Obviously, if he had some shit to sell you, he would sell it to you. So we do touch a little bit on that, on the craziness of the Fish fans and how at first it was probably a little much, but uh, he just makes some, he makes some incredible art. You know, he's got the, the slip stitch and pass one, which is coming out on Black Friday, which probably by the time you're listening to this is already sold out. But it's just, it's just incredible, man. It's just, it, you don't realize it when you're one of those people sometimes, like how much you dive in, it becomes kind of all encompassing and all part of who you are. 
I mean, I consider myself a fish fan, but then I look at others and I realize that maybe I'm not at a level that I thought I was, which gives me joy. Um, they are an amazing band and they're, they're great folks. But I, you know, maybe since I had kids, you know, the numbers show this every year goes down, but they're not enjoyed any less. But it's just it's just crazy. You, if you follow along, you see some of the stuff that people are saying, hey, when's this coming out? When's this? And it's like, dude, chill out, chill the fuck out. But yeah, so such great pieces. If you get a chance to check out his website, you should order a print. We're going to get one for the studio. I just would love to. We're going to hold out and get a, a fish one once uh, when we get a chance to. Just that'd be kind of a perfect tie-in to have a have a Drew in the studio. But with that said, this is a great episode. Like I said, it's a great story. It's a great insight. Good perspective. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's you know he's really you know he and I get along. A little self-deprecation. You know, talking about cheap humor, talking about being a dad, and just um, yeah, I really enjoyed speaking with Drew kind of another one in our, our UK series of, of incredible artists and just has me uh, really jonesing to get over there and I think that we're going to keep pushing to you know to make that happen we'd love to hit the pubs up with him and Richard and you know Nick and you know and you right obviously we'll have a little get together and we'll, just, we'll throw down and we'll, uh, we'll stumble out arm in arm singing some songs I don't know what songs I'm saying but We'll have a good time. So you'll be listening to 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. If you could do us a favor, you know, last week, you know, some of you uh, sent us some happy birthday wishes. We do appreciate it. We'd love if you would head on over to iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or whatever. You're already on some sort of device listening to this. You don't have to close the window out if you're on the website. Just head on over there, click on some stars, leave us a review. It means a lot. It gets the gets the show moving up and uh, gets the word out to more people or just tell a couple friends like retweet share screen cap it and send it download it and email it i don't know whatever you know you can we make the the episodes downloadable on the website so there's any way you want to pirate that feel free if there's a way you can pirate and make money off it go ahead just you know just leave that review but we thank you like i said hopefully you've had enough turkey hopefully you had a great holiday hopefully you had a good week at work and if it's not, maybe you're just the week's over and this is how you kick back. So whatever it is, whatever your method is of enjoying the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. We thank you. It means a lot to us. We're going to keep rocking and rolling. Like I said, season nine is cranking along. We'll have our announcements soon. And we just want to thank you uh, and you. All right. Oh, sorry. You and you. Right. Fuck you. You're cool. I'm out.